This is the Hawthorne 73 Drive Podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you? Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the D73 Drive Podcast. Uh, I am your host, John Reed, and I'm here as always with my co-host. Hi, this is Kira Maturo, Assistant Superintendent of Innovative Learning. Thanks for joining us again today. I'm excited about this episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we were, I, I think the other day when we were kind of like brainstorming some ideas, it was the day that was like really cold and rainy yes. and everybody was like, oh, yeah. God. I'm like, so we were just trying to like, we need to like inject some creativity, uh-huh. like inject some joy into it's, all of this. And, and so we started to think about that and we're like, well, what about, you know, this, this topic for this week is design. And so we talk about how are ways that we can, what are some ways we can design our learning experiences, whether that's with technology or, or, or otherwise. And we just started talking about the idea of creativity mm-hmm. and how do you incorporate, incorporate creativity into your classrooms. Mm-hmm. And so. we talked about creativity and ways for curiosity. So I love, um, I'm actually been rereading a book called Cultivating Curiosity in K-12 Classrooms by Wendy Ostroff, who talks about like, cultivating curiosity and she talks about why do kids love the book curious george so much because that's how they are born Mm -hmm. kids are curious kids um want to check things out touch things feel things put things in their mouth as a Mm -hmm. grandparent i see that all the time Mm -hmm. but what i love about what she starts off saying is if we aren't having curiosity and creativity in the classroom we are missing the boat because Curiosity, she talks about jump starts, intrinsic motivation. If kids are curious about a subject, they want to learn more about it. So tying in their interests to allow that deep learning. Um, she gave an example about like middle schoolers with skateboarding and half pipes, I think that's mm-hmm. what they are, and how you can tie all that to physics. So you're teaching physics, here's some real world examples of that or what you're doing. Yeah. Some, I mean, some things to kind of think about with this is the idea of, I always think about like the functional fixedness yeah. uh, is, is one of the terms. And the idea being that a lot of times we struggle to see beyond the obvious. Mm-hmm. Like we, we see the one option, like if I have an example being, if I have a hammer, I know exactly what that hammer is for. All of a sudden, if I need a hammer and I can't find that hammer, am, am I stuck? Am I just, if I just <laughs> shut down, I'm like, well, I don't have a hammer, so I can't do what I need to do. Or... Do I have the ability to be flexible with that and say, okay, I don't have a hammer. Can I, and I hope my wife never listen to the, listens to this because she's a librarian, um, you know, can I use a hardcover book? Right. Uh, and as an English teacher, I, I hesitate to say that too, but could I use a hardcover book as a hammer? Could I use a brick as a hammer? Could I How use about a, a high-platform yeah, shoe? A high-platform shoe. Hey, I don't have too many of those. You're someone who likes to shop. I don't have I too am. many high-platform <laughs> shoes, but you, you go right ahead. I have used um, it. And, and there's all kinds of ways in which... Um, getting around that idea of func- functional fixedness and being able to think laterally about things. You know, what if I, maybe I have a result that comes about because I thought a little bit more broadly about something. Mm-hmm. I, I made Sexually. some changes to my thinking. Um, I'll give you I'll give you an example. The whole idea of uh, penicillin. Mm-hmm. Nobody was looking to develop penicillin, but they discovered it, and they wouldn't have otherwise discovered it because it was a fungus. Right. And like, well, that's nobody wants a fungus. Right. But they were able to broaden their thinking and went, oh, well, there are actually ways that we can use this and mm-hmm. penicillin has changed the world. So examples of things like that. And we have, um, 
I found this in a couple of different places. Uh, one of my favorite websites that I used to use a lot as a teacher was called birdseed.com. It's B-Y-R-D. It's uh, Mr. Bird. I think mm-hmm. it's the teacher's name. B-Y-R-D-S-E-E-D.com. I'll, I'll put a link in our show notes for that as well. Um, but basically, he has a lot of different things for um, enrichment activities, a lot of creativity activities, how to curiosity. implement that, curiosity. And one of the techniques he talks about, and again, it's not just his, you can find it in all kinds of other places, is a technique called SCAMPER. I love this um, And that's an acronym. It stands for Substitute, Combine, Adapt, Maximize or Minimize, Put to Other Uses, Eliminate, and Rearrange. So each one of those has different practices that you can try, different questions you can ask to get students to think a little bit more laterally about their world and, and how they interact with their it's learning. A great format. So today and for the next couple of um, design episodes that we have, we're going to cover a couple of these components. So today we're going to be talking about substitute and combine. So the idea of substitution is you are taking, uh, you're replacing one element of a problem or situation with another element to generate new ideas. The example he gives on his website, which I think we, 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 might, we, we really I think we were hungry it. at the time, so um, he takes the idea of let's start with a burger. Now, if we're going to substitute something and, and get creative about it, what can we do? Well, let's take the components of a burger and break it down. There's the bun, there's meat, there's... Condiments. Uh, there could be a, a lettuce or tomato, condiments, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the idea is take any one of those and what can we do to start substituting things? So maybe you don't want meat. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are vegan or vegetarian. Um, maybe you want a veggie burger. Maybe mm-hmm. you'd rather have a turkey burger. Maybe you'd rather have a chicken sandwich. I've seen many people do lettuce instead of a bun, mm-hmm. right? Like right. those yeah. kinds of things. And I, McDonald's yeah. did it. They Remember they did the they pancake did. Mm-hmm. with their sandwich. So, ooh, I don't know if you remember getting into our combined too. Well, yeah. Wait for that. Um, I don't know if you remember, there was, uh, and I was trying to remember this from the other day, Kentucky Fried Chicken uh-huh. did what they called the, it, it looked kind of gross, and I never actually had one, they did what was called the double down sandwich, and they had the lettuce, tomato, cheese, other stuff on the inside, okay. but instead of a bun, it was two chicken patties. Oh my gosh. So they completely got rid of the bread, oh uh, other God. than the breading that was right. on the patty itself, and so your bun was the two chicken patties and all the other ingredients were on the inside. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was like a heart attack waiting to happen, but... <laughs> I'd That's love, a way of doing substitution, and now we've made everybody hungry. And... I think this is such an easy way for classroom teachers to get their students to start thinking creatively. Mm-hmm. Like, if they had a problem. So, John and I were just talking about, okay, let's think, even though we love talking about food and the hamburger, if there's a problem, like students are studying traffic patterns, mm-hmm. or there's too much traffic in downtown Chicago, what would a substitution be? What, how can they start solving this problem? So listing all of the things about the traffic problem, yeah. traffic lights, cars, roads, um, speed limits. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what else. Yeah. Talk, uh, so time like, of day. Time of day, yeah. And so then like, what, how would, what they would you start, do differently? What yeah. would you do differently? And so maybe one of the solutions, I'd substitute cars for bicycles mm-hmm. or people walking instead. But yeah. getting students to start thinking creatively about a problem and what an easy way to start Mm -hmm. building that curiosity, creativity. Yeah, or instead of traffic lights in that situation, does traffic move 
does it move along more smoothly if you have a roundabout or mm-hmm. you know Yikes. other other types of roads? <laughs> uh, well, I lived in England, so oh, I'm, I'm totally fine with roundabouts. I'm thinking but... I passed. That's what I passed was supposed mm-hmm. to do instead right. of it was it was a problem mm-hmm. that we had about roadways being too busy. So they did I pass where you're supposed to be able to fly through it. Then right. you don't have to stop and do right. track. But think about that classroom teachers of easily ways to substitute. You know and. Think about our classroom. We talk about intrinsic motivation. Can you imagine how excited your kids would be to be sitting around a problem and thinking about what component they want to change? And then talk about higher order thinking. Which one's the best answer? Mm-hmm. Which component's the easiest? Yeah. The one that doesn't cost as much? Yeah. The one that doesn't affect other people? Well, and kids love this. I'm already excited could, about well, this. Well, kids love this too because you can get silly with it. Right. And and half the time, the getting silly with it, I mean, yes, the kids can go off in a, right. in a really you know far directions with, with the getting silly part of it. But that's where you kind of rein it back in. You'd be like, okay, well, that that may be a little far-fetched, but realistically, like, what could, how could you take something right. like that, and how could you incorporate that in? Um, so some questions I think would be good to ask if you were going to do a substitution kind of activity. Some good questions to ask would be, whatever your question is, what part of the process could be substituted without affecting the whole thing? Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about the idea of the traffic uh, being too, you know, be, be, there being too much congestion, um, you know, we're not going to blow up all the roads. We're not going to change our entire system of driving. So what are some things that you can change? Can we change traffic lights? Can we change um, the type of vehicles we have? Can we try and get more people to ride a bike right. so we have less cars on the road? Right. How would we do um, that? Yeah, and, and thinking about, like, um, when we replace certain parts, what are going to happen to other parts and kind of a cause and effect type of thing? Um, can we replace this whole process with a simpler one? Um, so just some questions that can kind of help you help prompt through I'm getting that very type curious activity. about this. Mm-hmm. Then I'm already thinking, and by the way, just so you all know, research shows that curiosity increases dopamine in the brain. So kids are more excited and more happy. And mm-hmm. I'm already very happy to mm-hmm. see that because I'm like, oh my gosh, here's what else I do. Yeah. I would have my students start researching what have other people done for traffic patterns what have they substituted what's worked what hasn't worked who has the best traffic Mm -hmm. patterns in the country in the world if you want to you want to you want to get freaked out and i'm sure it's in other cities now i have family who lived in uh, springfield missouri Mm -hmm. and springfield missouri was one of the first cities in the united states to create what they called the diverging diamond interchange it is when you've never seen it before it's the most confusing way to drive but it does keep, it, it prevents, I, I want to say one of the things was it prevents people having to take left, left turns across traffic. Oh. So it, you actually, you switch, you almost switch lanes. Wow. <laughs> it almost makes the road look like it's X-shaped. And it's, it's confusing to try to, to explain. explain. <laughs> um, and it's also confusing the first couple of times you drive it. But as long as you just stick with the road and follow it, it actually does make the traffic move wow. a lot smoother. But it's, I can't imagine who invented that and how they came about it. But clearly it was somebody who got into one of these situations and was like, okay, let's yes. let's blow some of this up. Like, hey, what can we do differently creative, and let's try it out. Yeah. Curious person, what would work for? And then think about all the experimentation that would take place. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if it was a real world problem, even in your own classroom, like here's the problem. What if we you know, substituted turning in paperwork when we walked in instead of when we leave? And then they could experiment, mm-hmm. collect the data. Oh my gosh, yeah. you could just go on and on and on with oh, yeah. just substitution. I yeah. love it. So the second one we're going to talk about is combination. And the idea behind combination or combining is that you are combining two or more previously unrelated items to generate a new idea. 
Um, so I think about, well, we again, we were stuck on food the other day. <laughs> so I was talking about, okay, so let's say Hamburger. you want to go to a restaurant, you want to enjoy your meal, but you love your dog and you want to take your dog with you. Oh. Well, here in Vernon Hills, we have the Lazy Dog Restaurant. Yeah, do um, and Come there on. are other, anytime, anytime you have food that is, you know, any kind of fusion food, mm -hmm. somebody has clearly taken two different things and combined. I was explaining to my son the other day, we were getting Chinese food. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, my family who lived in Springfield, Missouri, I asked my son, I said, did you know where cashew chicken was invented? And he's like, I would assume China. And I said, no, it was invented in Springfield, Missouri. Come on. Because, yeah, because there were a lot of, there was there were Chinese immigrants that were in Springfield, Missouri, and they wanted to come up with something new. And so they experimented and they decided to combine cashews with mm -hmm. their chicken and created cashew chicken. And I said, so that wow. was an example of somebody, you know, trying to get creative with their food. Right. But you go to any kind of fusion restaurant, it's the same kind of idea. How are we going to take, you know, this, this culture's kind. food and uh -huh. this culture's food? How can we blend them together to make them taste really, really good? I think um, this one's hard. I mean, I think yeah. cognitive, you know, it's fun to think about like combining like mm -hmm. a hamburger and a hot dog. Like mm -hmm. one of the things he showed on yeah. the thing. Like how would you, which I would love because then yeah. I wouldn't have to eat half a hamburger and have a hot dog. I would have the combo. But I think in the classroom if you think about cognitively mm -hmm. challenging students to combine two things I think this is a real higher order thinking mm -hmm. skill so I used to have in my classroom I had we would read um, To Kill a Mockingbird yeah. and so in To Kill a Mockingbird if you haven't read it before uh, go read it it's a great book um, but if you haven't read it before there is at the end of the book there is a whole courtroom scene where somebody's being put on trial all you ever see is the courtroom scene. You see Atticus Finch as the lawyer and he's arguing his part. We see the witnesses, um, but that's all you see. Then we would watch uh, portions of the movie 12 Angry Men. So if you've ever seen 12 Angry Men, either the play or the, the movie, it takes in, it, it's entirely in the jury deliberation room. You never see the court case. It's right. just the jury talking through the evidence they've been given. So what I did was I had my students take what they had read from To Kill a Mockingbird, what they had seen in 12 Angry Men, and I wanted them to create for me a way to kind of talk through and see what, what would the jury deliberation room have looked like in, in To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, and so they have, you know, they're able to take the evidence from the different pieces, combine that together and say, well, this is what I think the jury would have been talking through, knowing how we know, we know how the right. court case turns out in To Kill a Mockingbird. This is what I think the jury would have been saying in the deliberation room. And sometimes they, they would make a little video wow. to show what that looked like, or they'd create a little skit that they would do in class or some creative way of showing um, that. But that's a, that's one way of combining. And that's a good example. I've seen teachers, you know, try and take a different they combine like a story told now into combining that with like an earlier time mm -hmm. time and place yeah. like trying to combine what would it look like mm -hmm. you know what would happen but i definitely think the two examples that we're giving of substitution and combination are just really easy ways to start and this is not changing whatever you're normally teaching it's just giving students the opportunity to go beyond, right? To create, to explore, as we said, deeper learning, intrinsic motivation, more dopamine, you know, all, and higher cognitive skills. Like we're already thinking about all of these higher cognitive skills, evaluating, judging, ranking, all of this is, you know, 
important in our classrooms. Mm -hmm. As yeah. we talk about innovative, creative, curious classrooms. Yeah. So, so that's it for this particular episode. We're going to follow Can't up next time. Keep going. I know. We're going to follow up next Don't time with adapt and modify. Um, so this time, I mean, try some of the stuff we've been talking about. Try some substitution. Try some combination. Um, as as the great Vanilla Ice once said, if there's a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Like there are some great ways to solve some problems I, in I, creative I, ways in your class. And now I got Karen singing. Yes, so, I'm sorry. Um, I've I've said my dopamine is up here because this is just so yeah. exciting. Yeah. I've I feel like I've always been curious. I've always wanted to learn more, try different things. Let's let our kids be little curious Georges. Let's let them be curious, be creative, adding small little changes in our classroom to do these things. All right, everybody. Thank you so see much you for being time. with us and we will see you back here next time. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the D73 Drive podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you?